everybody. So we are so excited to be here to talk about the latest animated news, all things animation uh, in whether it be TV or feature films. And uh, we like to do these every couple of weeks. There's always an amazing amount of news uh, that <laughs> comes to the surface. And I'm Rachel and Jonathan is here. Hello. Yeah, thanks so much for joining me to talk about all these things. And let's just dive in. I've got quite a bit to talk about. And the first big story is we had the opening of Smallfoot from Warner Animation Group uh, this last weekend. This is now its second weekend that we're recording this on the 6th of October. And uh, it opened number two in the United States, number one in the world. A current box office of uh, 31 million, uh, total 52 million. And uh, so I think they, I don't know how much this movie cost. I'm guessing it was somewhere in the 80 million range. I think it probably had something similar to a Minions kind of size budget. Uh, so I think they probably will do okay. Uh, and yeah i know it's a it's a strange movie i i don't know did you get a chance to see it no i haven't seen it yet i i generally don't get to movies like on opening weekend but I, it's one that i kind of want to see because i've heard interesting things about yeah, it yeah and it's made me curious i wasn't initially planning on making it a priority but if i get time i i think i might try and go see it mm. yeah it's it was it makes a lot of interesting choices uh it i'm glad i saw it once i don't think i need to see it again uh it it's i don't know how to it has some weird messaging it has some really weird music choices it has a really bloated unnecessary voice cast but <laughs> but the animation was pretty good and it was kind of it was just sort of fascinating uh like what what are they doing <laughs> Uh, and it did have some nice moments and it's a lot of the weird stuff will probably go over kids heads and we'll, they'll just enjoy it as like a cute little story so uh yeah and some of the voice casting is quite good and uh some of the i like i liked like two of the musical sequences i thought were really fun and then others were like why are they rapping this is strange <laughs> what is going on <laughs> but <laughs> but i maybe everybody thinks because it works in hamilton it works in everything i don't know <laughs> but congratulations they had a pretty a pretty decent uh you know week for a uh for a september uh release i think they hopefully are happy with that uh with that i, I don't know I, I don't know how it compares to uh, Storks. What does it say in this article? That's another one I still haven't seen. <laughs> I've heard okay. messages about that one as well. Yeah, I liked Storks way better than Smallfoot, personally. Uh, I thought it was way funnier. And there's one super irritating character in Storks. But that character aside, I thought it was way better, <laughs> personally. Uh, it looks like Storks made $21.3 million uh, to $72.6 domestic, $183 worldwide. 
and I think that it, I, I think that Smallfoot will will be more successful than that. So that's good, I guess. <laughs> but, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it has legs and what people you know what people think. So the other film that opened in uh, the uh, this last week in at the box office is an anime film called my hero academia two heroes or it's my hero academia the movie depending on where you see this is a uh, movie version of the anime series my hero academia and i saw it and i really enjoyed it i thought it was a really engaging superhero movie i thought they did a good job kind of cluing you in on what was going on if you hadn't seen the show and i thought the voice acting was strong and i thought it was funny and but also pretty pretty good stakes they did a pretty good job with the action and the tension the animation was good overall i was really impressed and i've seen a lot of these tv shows like i saw sword art sword art online movie last year uh, movies like that and this is maybe my favorite of these kind of anime releases I, I don't know it was i really enjoyed it it was very strong and i'm really happy to hear that it's doing so well that they added an additional two days so that's exciting yeah i'm thinking i might actually go see this one um there's it's like today i think it's the last day that they added on there's one showing in like an hour and a half here i'm thinking i might actually go because my theater never gets these foreign releases. I think I've probably complained about that some on this po- on this podcast before, but like they actually have this one, so I'm thinking Whoa. I might go see it just to support this one. I wasn't initially that interested because I hadn't seen much of the show. I've seen a, a bit of it here and there because my friend Sam loves it, and she was playing some of it for me when I was visiting her one day. But mm. it looks interesting. I wasn't planning on seeing it because I hadn't seen it, like the show, but I've heard that you don't have to have watched the show to see the movie. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I may go give it some support because the foreign animated films need more support than they get. And if they're close enough, I feel like I should go see them. Yeah, I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. I, I hope so. Yeah, I do. So yeah, it, it was out just last weekend. It was just out of the top 10 uh for and that was pretty good for only uh 500 theaters like everything else in the top 10 has over 2000 theaters so that's pretty solid Mm, yeah yeah so that's cool i like that that's exciting uh so anyway uh then so moving on to outside of the box office we have uh fox ordering a new animated series called bless the hearts this will be produced by lord and miller and has kristen wig and maya rudolph who i swear it just is a voice in everything <laughs> it seems like, <laughs> it's like uh yeah she does have a good voice so she does have a good voice <laughs> she's very good uh so this is uh a uh, half-hour animated comedy series uh, that is going to be on Fox, 
And it's about a group of Southerners who are always broke as a joke and struggling for the American dream of status and wealth. What they don't realize is that they're already rich in friends, family, and laughter. So, and this is, will be, I guess, directed or written or something by Emily Spivey. Uh, so I think that she created it. Created it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what are your thoughts? I'm actually looking forward to this one, even though we don't have that much information. I really like Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph and Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Pretty much anything that I've seen from them, I have liked. I loved their show, Last Man on Earth. I'm still mad that it was canceled. (laughs) But I'm glad to see them making another animated series for Fox. Um, This seems like it might be more in the vein of Bob's Burgers, which I love, and less in the vein of like Family Guy, because it sounds like it has like a more upbeat, positive tone. Like it says that they're broke and looking for wealth, but they they're rich in family and friends. So, I think that 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 seems to me like they're aiming more for a Bob's Burgers tone rather than a Family Guy tone, and that's what I want to see in an adult series. So I'm actually looking forward to that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think I'll be more convinced once I see a trailer. That is true. We don't know what it's going to look like, but just from what we know now, to me, it sounds promising. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm definitely curious and, uh, you know, it, uh, it looks, sounds like it could have some nice little heart to it because that's one thing that people forget, I guess, about the Simpsons is that at the end it's always about a family that loves each other as dysfunctional as they might be and so there is a heart i i think to the simpsons that i think uh makes me enjoy it i think a lot and uh and so i think if they get this balance right it could be really fun yeah so yeah we'll we'll have to see so all right next uh we have a new Netflix series that has been ordered uh, called Hoops. This is an adult animated series. And another uh, Lord and Miller production that they're doing uh, with uh, starring Jake Johnson from New Girl. And uh, it's written and created by Ben Hoffman, who is a writer for He's a comedic writer, I guess, and uh, for Archer and some other stuff. And it centers on a hot-headed, foul-mouthed high school basketball coach who thinks turning around his his awful team will take him to the big leagues. Uh, what do you think about this? I'm probably less excited about this one. I mean, it's still Lord and Miller, so I probably will maybe at least watch the first episode. But I don't know. It doesn't sound as appealing to me. I'm not yeah. that big of a sports person. And like it says, it centers around a hot-headed, foul-mouthed high school basketball coach, and that already doesn't sound that appealing to me. Like, I mean, they could do something really funny with it, and maybe I might like it. But just from this description, it doesn't sound like something I would be interested in watching. But it is Lord and Miller, so I might check it out. But I have a feeling it's not going to 
capture me like other series have yeah i mean i guess for me like they're they run the risk of diluting their name quite a bit i mean uh executive if they're just going to be producing all the stuff like it i'm not going to be as excited for something as i was say post lego movie you Mm -hmm. know kind of a thing i mean we've had we've had some duds from lord and miller uh you know obviously there was the huge problem with solo uh but uh but we uh like i mean they technically produced ninjago and that wasn't very good uh so uh that only has so much pull for me lord and miller uh, producing but they they get they capture my interest but it's up to the actual product for me to keep it or not right i've liked what i've seen so far but i haven't watched everything they've done so yeah i i know i I like them, I guess, in theory, because I like most of the stuff I've seen. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, I I can't I can't yeah. see myself loving this one, but I think they're. It seems like they're going for the BoJack Horseman crowd, which is fine. You know, that's a crowd, but it's just not not me. It's not for me. So, uh, so we'll see. Okay, next is How to Train Your Dragon three has been moved up the release date next year. So the movie. Uh, missing link from Leica has been moved uh this is 2020 been moved from the 19th of april to the 12th and what do you think about uh this movie as a whole the idea of the movie and is this something that intrigues you i am really looking forward to this one of all the <laughs> for some reason of all of the bigfoot movies <laughs> that have been released recently this is the one i'm actually looking forward to the most like i don't know why there's so many bigfoot movies all of a sudden yeah <laughs> but this one this one has me interested the most because number one it's Leica, and like Leica is amazing all that i've seen from Leica just looks gorgeous yeah and um I, the cast looked pretty solid especially Zach Galifianakis that that already that got me right away because I've loved him ever since I saw the ridiculous show baskets I don't know if you know what that is he plays a clown it's utterly ridiculous it's like an adult it's an adult comedy so there is language in it but Uh he is such a good actor and I I I just love that show (laughs) it's cool and I anytime I see Zach Galifianakis in something I'm already interested so i'm really happy to see him in this yeah yeah it it, it sounds fun the slightly silly surprisingly smart and soulful beast who is the last living remnant of man's primitive ancestry the missing link (laughs) and i guess it sounds like it's turned into sort of a road trip movie uh with him and sir lionel frost played by hugh jackman i i'm a big hugh jackman fan i really enjoy him so yeah uh i'm definitely i mean and i love like and stop motion just in general is just the best so Mm. i am definitely very excited so about that whether it's the 12th or the 19th i don't really care but yeah like that's even further out than uh, (laughs) how to train your dragon three so really one week is like makes zero difference to me yeah yeah 
but it's fun to talk about it. All right. So we have big news out of Pixar. Tim Allen had done a number of interviews where he said that it was emotional and that he had a very hard time doing the recording for Toy Story 4. And this actually made me way more pumped for Toy Story 4 mm-hmm. than I I ever, I don't know, because there was a worry that that it was uh, just going to be messy. And I don't know, like, I just, I feel like I trust him, Ellen. He's been, he's been, this part is so important to him. This part has, uh, he's, I don't know. I just trust that if he was really that emotional, that oh, there's, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy good. But, uh, and, and a lot of people are like, well, what about the end of Toy Story 3? If you think about it, he didn't have to do any real vocals for the end of Toy Story 3. So he probably didn't have, like most of the emotional parts of Toy Story 3 are, are silent, quiet, like whether in the, um, in the uh, incinerator, there's really not much mm-hmm. dialogue there. And also at the ending, uh, I think maybe Tom, Tom Woody has a, a line or two, but it's mostly silent. And, <clears throat> so he wouldn't have had that same experience i don't think with toy story 3 as he's evidently having with toy story 4 so i i was really relieved and excited to hear these words from him yeah it made me i don't know if i would say a lot more excited but it made me a lot less apprehensive yeah yeah that's a good because one. i was like i don't want to say that i was not on board for toy story 4 but i was like why ruin a perfect trilogy by milking the franchise? Like, cause that's really what it seemed like was going to happen. Like they, Toy Story is a big franchise for Pixar and it really felt like they were making another one just to make another one. Yeah. But if they have a good story, one that is like emotional for the actors to be recording, maybe I'm a little more on board than I was before. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not feeling like, Oh, they're milking it. I feel like maybe they actually do have a good story. Yeah. Like I should trust Pixar yeah. usually, so I, yeah. I I shouldn't have been worried, but I was. Yeah, I, I, I'm exactly the same. Uh, so I, I'm really excited. Hopefully, we got a trailer soon. That would be really fun. Yeah, uh, a teaser, just a little teaser, mm-hmm. would be cool. Maybe with um, Nutcracker or Mary Poppins, that would be fun. So, all right, next story we have is Peter Dinklage has signed on for Crudes Two. This is the like movie i keep forgetting about i'm like oh they're making a cruise too oh <laughs> that's still happening oh okay uh because out of the dreamworks sequels that are coming aside from how to train your dragon i guess this is probably the one i'm the most interested in actually me uh, too i really enjoyed crudes i think I it's loved the crew yeah i think it's actually kind of underrated i really like the creatures and i really yes. liked the family and i thought that they did a really good job capturing like nicholas cage freakouts really well <laughs> that was really <laughs> funny and i just really enjoyed it and I feel like there's a lot of potential to tell more stories with this family as opposed to like other stories where I'm like, is there really more to tell in boss Mm -hmm. baby? Uh, not for me, there's not. And (laughs) so I'm, I'm definitely, uh, you know, and Peter Dinklage is quality. So sure. 
bring them on board. Yeah, the, when I first saw The Croods, the original, like when I go to the theater and see a movie, I'm, I very rarely feel the need to go back to the theater. Like sometimes I'll be like, I, I'm excited to buy this on DVD and watch it again. But when I left the theater, I was like, I actually would turn right around and go back and watch this again. Like the same night I wanted to go back. I didn't, but that's how much I enjoyed this movie. It was so creative. I love the story. And I just, I love creatures. I love creativity. I love colorful things. Mm -hmm. And this movie had everything in that vein. Like all the creatures were so creative and colorful and the story was good. The characters were great. I'm, I'm really excited for the sequel. And, but like you said, it is one that I kind of keep forgetting about because we'll go like months without hearing anything about it, except for like a line or two, like something is happening, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to finally see this. I don't think it's coming till like 2020, but still I'm, I'm, I will be excited to watch it when it comes. Right. Right. Yeah. I agree. hundred percent. All right. So G kids is going to be distributing a documentary on Hayao Miyazaki called Never Ending Man and uh, this uh, they had a little trailer for it it's going to be next winter and uh, it looked it looked really sweet and you know I love Miyazaki so I'm definitely going to see it for sure yeah I will if it comes near me I will try and get out to see it I mean I love Miyazaki's films and I'm interested to find out more about the man behind the stories yeah yeah definitely uh one uh story that we didn't have on the thing that I just saw uh that we probably have to talk about so uh the stop motion pioneer legend Will Vinton um has a claymation a master passed away this week at 70 uh, he was very important in uh, in creating claymation, uh, including you know like the, the California raisins and and uh, he his work he had did the Adventures of Mark Twain in in 1985. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I just a couple weeks ago I just found out about that film and I put it on my list to review for my iHeart Animation show. Yeah, I've actually never seen it, but I've heard it's. I've heard it's crazy and fun. Yeah, I've seen one scene from it and it was insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so a bunch of, uh, of the animation community uh, was speaking out and remembering him. And so rest, uh, so condolences to his family. And uh, it's just amazing when we have these, these pioneers uh, mm-hmm. that uh, contribute so much to animation. Story is Comedy Central uh launches an animated shorts program and this is uh designed to allow creators to submit short form animated ideas directly to the network and uh, with development deals and uh for projects that they like uh the loud house uh came as part of this kind of program or something of their animated shorts and uh and so they said we hope the animated shorts program is an evolution of our continuous history of finding the next great comedic voices 
So we are very grateful to the very smart people at Nickelodeon who originated this incubator, and we are excited to put Comedy Central's touch on it with hopefully the same successful results Nickelodeon has. Okay, so Nickelodeon had, had already done this animated shorts program, and now Comedy Central is, is taking it on as well. So that's yeah. exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what comes of that. Yeah. I'm always excited when new talent gets to show their stuff because there's not I mean you have YouTube but like not a not a whole lot of people see some of the stuff that just gets put on YouTube unless it goes viral but I'm glad when comp- when a big company gives a platform to small animators and I hope some good stuff comes from this yeah 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 that's exciting I love animated shorts so uh the, there's a lot of stories that I don't want to see the I wouldn't want to see for feature film but I'm, I'm really intrigued really enjoy for a short so mm-hmm. uh, that could be really cool uh, especially some of the like really like adult content I don't know sometimes I just find uh, certain tones and stuff just more palatable as a short mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, a feature so anyway uh then we had two stories about the dragon prince uh, this series for uh netflix and it was renewed for season two it's done pretty well most people i know have seen it really enjoyed it i haven't had a chance to see it yet i uh, haven't either I, it's on my list but i haven't got a chance to i've yeah. been preoccupied with hilda oh my gosh Hilda's <laughs> so great it's a good preoccupation to have i just finished hilda today so i'll probably move uh, on to dragon prince next Oh man, so great! Oh, I just want to keep watching it, but I'm like, no, I have oh, other yes, stuff I have to watch. Too. It's so good. <laughs> so, uh, but I guess with Dragon Prince, uh, some people have not been happy with the animation of it that they have used. Uh, I think the frame rate. A lot of people haven't liked. Mm-hmm. They haven't liked the look of it. Uh, that it's kind of choppy. Yeah, and, I noticed that when the trailers first came out. I, th- I yeah. think I mentioned it. Yeah. Like the animation looked odd. And I, th- I thought it might be a little hard to get used to. And it sounds like I wasn't alone in thinking that. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like uh, a lot of people don't like it. And uh, this is the director or the creator. Uh, do, 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 let's see. Let's see. The director, director called the feedback valid and that he knows that it is coming from a significant portion of the audience. While they, while they can't completely change how the show is made, he says that they'd like to smooth things out. Something that in the future, when we're making more episodes, we're not going to be able to vastly change how we make it, but we're definitely going to have an eye towards specific shots and scenes. Can we make them more fluid? Can we make them exceed? the expectations that were set so there you go it's a pretty honest response i feel like (laughs) yeah i'm glad he actually took the criticism feedback whatever to heart instead of hand waving and pretending the controversy didn't exist because i think that happens with some feedback that people get they yeah like well this is this is what we wanted to do we're not going to listen to people complaining about it yeah yeah i agree i thought yeah and you know admitting that this these are constraints this is what's going to be but we'll try our best to make it better yeah uh, within the parameters that we have i think that's pretty cool so we'll see what happens and 
So then our next story is uh, with Marvel Rising that they uh, are having two new specials uh, and uh, Chasing Ghosts and Heart of Iron uh, and it'll include Ironheart and Ghost Spider and evidently uh, this Marvel Rising has gotten a pretty good response it seems like. Yeah, from what I've seen people, especially kids are really enjoying it. I've only seen the shorts so far I am planning on watching the movie one of these days I don't, I don't have time to watch everything I want to watch but it oh, is no. on my list my non-existent list that is in my head <laughs> I'm, I'm planning to watch it but from what i've heard it was pretty good and i'm excited to see more i liked their spotlighting less well-known heroes because yeah. normally well, i mean i guess when they first started doing like iron man and thor and stuff they weren't actually that well known but i'm glad that now yeah. that now that these other big heroes are more well known they're digging deeper and getting into the even more un- unknown ones like squirrel girl <laughs> such such a weird idea for a superhero but i love that they're actually using that yeah uh, from what i've heard she's a great character i liked her in the shorts and i'm excited to see more of her and the other characters i'm yeah. i enjoyed the shorts i'm i'm thinking that this is gonna be a good franchise for them yeah, seems like it. I'm definitely excited to see the movie, and I just got the new DC Superhero Girls movie, so I think it'll be kind of fun. Uh, I'm hoping to do a video where I compare the two uh, movies. Oh, that's that's a good idea. Yeah. Next, we have a documentary series that uh, Disney is going to be developing for the streaming service, I believe, uh, on the Ink and Paint uh ladies and i actually have the ink and paint book and it's amazing it's like an art book very detailed research very interesting because these women were incredible and uh you know disney was actually quite modern in uh the number of women that they hired the number of uh, minorities that they hired for a studio in the 40s 50s you know, that kind of thing. And a lot of them were in the incompate department, but there were, uh, you know, someone like a Mary Blair, uh, other artists, animators. Uh, and so I'm definitely very excited to see the series. Made me even more interested in the streaming service. Every announcement, I think, makes me more interested in the yeah, streaming yeah, service. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this as yeah. well. It's, it's one of those things, like, I know a lot of people want to say bad things about disney and what he did or did not believe or do but if you look at like how he behaved he actually was a lot more progressive than people want to give him credit for and well and well what he did doesn't stand up to maybe the values of today for the time he was in i think he was a i think he did a great job in including people who normally would not be included in projects like this. Yeah, I think so. And a lot of this stuff that's like out there that is is just completely ridiculous and bogus. Mm-hmm. So I uh, like even the the PBS documentary uh, that they did on Disney, they looked into like this the anti-Semitism and some other stuff and they found 
they found nothing like Mm -hmm. it's it's so bogus like the big thing is supposedly the congregation that he attended uh i guess one of the preachers had said some anti-semitic things or something like that but it's just like such weak sauce i mean they couldn't even put it in the documentary and you know they were trying to make that documentary is like you know Uh, they weren't trying to do a fluff piece by any stretch so uh, and i went to hear floyd norman speak at comic-con once and and he he's an incredible animator incredible person and african-american and he knew walt and he said that he never saw anything that wasn't a a good boss like he said everybody who got you know basically reamed out deserved it by walt and had you know and that he was in his eyes a really great man and a great leader and so i don't know i i think that he uh, obviously wasn't a perfect human being because nobody is yeah but i think as you say he was more progressive than given credit for so yeah anyway the the company itself uh actually was quite progressive as far as hiring women and minorities uh in uh and i'm excited for this series to profile some of them and get to know some of these these people that uh were were uh in the uh that these unsung heroes of animation i'm definitely looking forward to hearing their stories and Mm -hmm. uh, and getting to know them so that'll be really cool all right so we had a uh first look at Guillermo del Toro's uh, Tales of Arcadia Three Below series. Uh, this is, I guess, his second entry in the Tales of Arcadia series. Uh, this was at New York Comic Con. This came out uh, that uh, they they had this. Um, this is for what's what platform is this for? Do you know Netflix? Netflix. Troll right. Hunters was Netflix too. Right. That's, Troll Hunters was the first in the trilogy. Right. Okay. Good. And I actually have seen a little Troll Hunters. I didn't I finish it. That's another one that's on my list. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I I liked Troll Hunters, uh, and I I didn't I guess love it as much as like Hilda, which I love a few things as much mm-hmm. as I love Hilda, but it was pretty good, and so hopefully, I, uh, yeah. I really liked the look of this trailer. I had no idea what it's about, but I liked the character designs. And like at the end, with the things that looked like aliens, they, it looked like they're actually humans because they turned into humans at the end. And the one was an old man. And I, I was like, what? that's a great twist. Like, I feel like a lot of times series, especially series for kids, they don't include elderly people. And I feel like more should, especially series that are like action series. Like, I think that's just, it's a great plot. Yeah. Have an elderly person on a team, especially like what looks like it's going to be an action science fiction show. And I, I just, I loved that. I don't know what the, I don't know what the story is going to be or anything, but I really liked that the one was an old man. <laughs> I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah. Me too. And you know it'll look nice if it has the 
I don't know. That's one thing you can always guarantee with Guillermo del Toro is that the movie's going to be pretty mm-hmm. uh, or a show or whatever. If he puts a stamp on it, it'll look good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. So next uh, we have Kaylee Cuoco at New York Comic Con is announced as the voice of Harley Quinn in DC Universe series. This is on the streaming service. And uh, there's a, sh- a show called, they're going to be called Harley Quinn. And I have to be honest, I am not the biggest Harley Quinn fan. Uh, I, and I guess they're just like swapping out Big Bang Theory (laughs) 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 evidently for Harley Quinn because Melissa Roach was. I can't wait for Maya Bialik to get her turn. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But uh, I hated the Batman and Harley Quinn movie. It was terrible and i found her character to be incredibly irritating and i i really didn't love harley quinn and suicide squad but that movie was just such a mess that what do you do what are you gonna do but i i this doesn't really do anything for me it's just not my character not my thing well i'll be your exact opposite then because i am so excited for this i i didn't know what to expect when i heard they were doing a harley quinn series because like i have not heard very good things about either suicide squad or the batman and harley quinn movie and i haven't seen either of them yet they're also on my list but much further down on my list <laughs> mm-hmm. but i I grew up with Batman the Animated Series, and Harley Quinn was by far one of my absolute favorite characters on that show. She, like, if she is written right, she is such a good character. Like, there is so much depth to her character that people don't really know about because she's either used for, like, comedy relief or, like, the sexy female sidekick trope. And her story can be so much deeper and better and I don't know what direction they're going to take with this DC Universe series, but I loved the little sneak peek that we got of her. I'm hoping that it doesn't lean too adult. I have a feeling it kind of might, but at least from what I can see now, I'm definitely going to be watching this, and I'm excited to see where they go with it. I, I really liked the character design and the animation on them, and I love that they had Diedrich Bader back as Batman. I think he was Batman in the... Oh, I don't remember which show it was. There was a show where Batman teamed up with a bunch of other superheroes every week. And Diedrich Bader was Batman. And I thought he did a great job. And I'm glad to see him back. I don't know. Like, everything I saw from that trailer made me excited to see it. Hmm. Are you going to sign up for the service then? DC Universe? I'm going to sign up eventually. Not right away. I'm going to wait until they have Young Justice Season 3 on there. They don't have it on there right now. Mm. eventually i will sign up and then i'll watch all the things i want to watch like right now i don't think they have a whole lot on there that i want to see like i'm sure they've got all their old movies and such but yeah i want to see the new stuff it is it is cool it is yeah it is cool that they are that they have like their whole comics for people that are super into comics i guess they have I don't know if the whole library, but they have a large comic library. Yeah, from what I heard, it was a curated library. So they have a big amount. They don't have everything, which people were upset about. But like, it's something I didn't even know was on there. So I I, I would say be happy with what you get. Yeah, I think it's (laughs) cool. Kind of a bonus to me. Yeah, it's a cool 
uh, idea for streaming yeah. service to have a uh, a book component that's new. Mm-hmm. We never seen yeah. that before. So that that's that's neat. Uh, as so, much as I as much as I kind of dislike that, like everybody seems to want their own streaming service these days. I do like it when they actually put some thought into it. And I think from what I've seen, DC Universe is trying to actually be something worth signing up for. Yeah. Maybe it's not one that I will like sign up for and just keep. Like, uh-huh. But it's one that I would sign up for on occasion. Like sign up like maybe every few months when something new gets released. Yeah. But yeah. from what from what I've seen, it is it is going to be one that will be worth signing up for for a little while at least to at least watch some of their stuff because it looks like they're going to have a good lineup. Yeah. Even though not everything looks good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking specifically of Titans right now, but yeah, whatever. we don't need to get into that. <laughs> we, are, we got an announcement for a live action Lilo and Stitch. Uh, and uh, uh, this will be for the streaming service, I believe. Did they say whether it was streaming? I thought it was. Not that it makes a difference. They're making it whatever. Um, I. I don't know. Um. Actually, they have not indicated whether it'll be theatrical release. I. I would. I would bet money that this is a streaming service. For I would be shocked if it's not. I just don't think there's. I don't know. I feel like it's just one of those movies that has an ardent, ardent fan base, but not enough uh, for. I don't know. It just seems like perfect for a streaming service. I, I just. Think I would have thought the opposite. I would have been surprised if they put it on streaming and not theatrical, because, like, m- most people that I know that have interest in Disney but aren't like animation fans at least from what I've seen, love Lilo and Stitch. Oh, see, I feel the opposite. Almost nobody, I like, I don't know, maybe it's just my family. <laughs> they don't really like it. And I didn't like it for a long time until, uh, until I kind of became more of an animation fan than I learned to appreciate it. So maybe mm. it's just my family uh, that doesn't really care for it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, from what I've seen, the people who aren't like in the animation world really like it. So I would I would be surprised if it only gets put on streaming. But I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just surrounded by people who just happen to like it. I don't know. Yeah. I personally really like it. I will definitely watch a live action version, but it is one where I was like, Really? Do they need to make this? Yeah. But I mean, I think Stitch is really popular, but the movie itself is it's pretty sad and i think that turns off a certain type of film goer uh and it, it's i i mean i i like it but i i guess i have mixed feelings about the movie i i the more i appreciate it and i like it uh but it doesn't 100 percent work for me but i i don't know i i i admire it more than i love it i guess <laughs> but i do like it if that makes any sense at all but I, I think if you're going to talk about uh, a live action remake, it makes more sense to remake something that is about humans uh, mm-hmm. in live action. So I have less of an issue of them remaking this than Dumbo, which doesn't have hardly any humans at all, <laughs> except for the circus people. That is like, why are we remaking that in the live action? What is going on? And 
So I don't know. That's kind of my take on it that, uh, okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I know there was, there was like, I don't want to say an uproar, but a significant portion of the animation community was for some reason vocally angry about this one. I don't know why. To me, even though I'm like, why do we need another one? Because there's so many. I think my only issue is like there's so many live action remakes planned that it just seems like old news that they're planning. Oh, there's another one coming. Yeah. But this one seemed to me like if they if they're gonna have to make live action remakes, this one seems more, I don't know, acceptable, I guess, because yeah. like you said, it is primarily human based. And I think a lot of the science fiction stuff will look really cool in CGI. So I'm excited for it for that reason, just because I like science fiction movies and I think this would be a great science fiction mm-hmm. movie in live action. Well, I mean, it'll, it'll still be significantly animated. Like yeah. the live action is, they're hardly live action, but like the humans will at least be live action. Yeah. I don't know. For, this one is one of my least objected to live action remakes and I will probably certainly watch it when it comes out like i still haven't seen beauty and the beast <laughs> but like this one I'll, I'll probably make a point to go see mm. yeah you'll have to if you're listening put in the comment section whether you think this will end up on streaming or theatrical <laughs> it'd be interesting to know what maybe i'll do a twitter poll because yeah. uh it's kind of interesting to to see mm-hmm. uh but uh yeah i don't know it, you have to listen to my a canon review of Lilo and Stitch to find out my detailed thoughts of the things I really admire about it and the things that don't really work for me about it. It's kind of a mixed bag for me. Uh, a mixed bag airing on positive, if that makes any sense. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So we had a English trailer for the uh, the film MFKZ that uh, is going to be in theaters. Uh, I think this week, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think I have a ticket, actually, to go see it. Yeah, on Thursday. So, uh, what do you think? I liked the look of a lot of it. Like, I I like that it looks different. Like, yeah, I think I've said before, I like that when... I like it when movies try to make themselves look visually different from everything else. And I like what this one is trying to do. That being said, I'm not that excited for it because I don't know. There's just something about it that doesn't really pique my interest that much. Some of the characters just look ugly. Uh (laughs) I don't know. That shouldn't make that much of a difference, but it kind of does for me. Mm -hmm. Plus the fact that it is like an R-rated violent action movie and I'm just not into that kind of thing. I might see it eventually, but it's not one that I feel like I need to go out of my way to go and watch right now yeah understandable i'm definitely like i said i'm gonna see it on thursday and i know it does look really visually inventive creative and i'm definitely a little concerned about the adult content uh, and it'll probably be somewhat (laughs) somewhat gratuitous but i feel like the character design is so otherworldly that it, it won't bother me as much as maybe some other uh, of those type of movies uh, mm-hmm. you know the, with their weird heads and things like that 
so I'm I'm definitely intrigued. It's not like it's uh, you know that's not my favorite genre either. Uh, but uh, it just looks it looks pretty creative and different. And uh, so yeah, we'll see uh, how. I'll probably it wait is. and see what you think of it. <laughs> <laughs> if you really like it, I might make more of an effort to okay. actually watch it. And if you don't like it, it will go further down my list. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad I have such power. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So there we go. Okay. Next, we had a trailer for uh, the new, uh, is it a movie or series? Yes, season Sorry. one. So we had a new trailer for the She-Ra series. And this is going to be on Netflix. Yes. Right? Yeah. On Netflix. And I am all about this trailer. I really like the fact that they chose not to sex up She-Ra as the 80s show, you know, as the as the original show. Kind of, you know, was more of like a sexy version. I like the fact that she's uh she's tough. Uh, but uh, you know, and I love I love the animation. I I don't know, I I just good choices way to go <laughs> yeah i thought it looked really good too yeah I have, i've never seen the original so i have no attachment i know a lot of people are saying that they're ruining she-ra but like it was a show made to sell toys so yeah like most of those shows in the 80s were made primarily to sell toys they weren't made with like good stories in mind so from what i've heard about it there was nothing to ruin and it looks like maybe they even improved it so I'm. I will probably check this one out. I really liked the character designs, and I thought it looked really creative. I'm. I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I. I. I definitely. I will give it a shot and watch it because I thought it looked really good, and I was just impressed that they didn't make her some kind of. I don't know, sexed up, female, character. I just appreciate that. So. Yeah. All right, so the next thing we're talking about is a trailer, another one uh, from DreamWorks Netflix that is Kung Fu Panda, The Paws of Destiny. So this is a uh, newest entry in, uh, in the Kung Fu Panda. I mean, is this, is this canon now, this series? I, I don't know. <laughs> I watched this trailer and I was like rolling my eyes to the whole thing. <laughs> like I, I debated whether or not to even add it to our list of things to talk about. <laughs> but I was like, I mean, technically it is part of a series that is kind of a big deal. So I added it anyway. But like, it looked so cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no desire to watch this one and I probably won't. <laughs> Yeah, it does look pretty bad, and the animation looks kind of terrible, which, for all the things about, you know, there's some weird things about Kung Fu Panda that, you know, like the, the voice cast and the things, and it's very, like, American, and in, in, in yet it's Kung Fu Panda, and some of the other, some weird stuff, and, but uh, it's it's very beloved, uh but the animation was always stellar especially mm -hmm. for you know it's one of the best animated and some of the best animation for dreamworks yeah. and uh so this is not not on that caliber at all uh they didn't they didn't make it 2d though which they've done for most of their 
uh, most of their Netflix DreamWorks, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. But anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it's for little kids. Yeah, for sure. definitely. At least it's not as atrocious as the Spirit series. Oh my gosh, I want to die. Oh, I never saw oh. that. I think I saw one trailer and it looked horrible. And oh, it. horrible. Right, last story for this episode. We had new trailer for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And if you go see Venom, which isn't the greatest movie in the world, but it's not Catwoman bad. If you go see it... <laughs> and you wait for the post credits there is a long segment sneak peek whatever you want to call it for into the spider-verse and so there's that as well i guess that came out this week as addition to the trailer and what did you think of this trailer i loved it but i've loved every spider-man into the spider-verse trailer that i've seen so far i think it looks like such a cool inventive way to do a superhero movie and I wish other studios would follow suit. Like, I don't know why every superhero movie has to be live action. This is, it is so cool what they have done with this movie. Like, especially now that we're seeing all these different characters from all these different universes, like yeah. different animation styles on some of them. It's, yeah. just, it's such a cool idea. I, I'm just, I'm going to be blown away. I just know it. I just, I love the look of this thing. Oh my gosh. I, at first I was like, Ooh, is it going to be too silly? Uh, my very first reaction. Uh, but then the more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, they do have all these different styles. There's an anime, there's like the 2d pig thing, whatever. And, uh, and, uh, and then you got Nicholas cage, uh, voicing the dark one, dark Spider-Man that looked amazing. And they're all converging, and the animation just looks so great. And the sneak peek looked amazing. I was like, it was worth going to see that whole movie (laughs) just for that incredible. Like, if you are in the theater, just like sneak into Venom, (laughs) (laughs) final credits, (laughs) and then you can see. (laughs) I was kind of contemplating going to see Venom because. I mean, I like the idea of Venom as a character, but I didn't mm-hmm. know about this new movie. But from what I've heard, it's not as bad as people are saying. So maybe yeah. I'll go see it. But like the fact that that's on there makes me want to see it more than the movie yeah. itself. Like I said, <laughs> just kind of like, sad about the movie. But yeah. <laughs> think of a totally different film makes me want to see the movie more than the movie itself. Yeah. Right. Right. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, my only worry with this movie is that uh, I hope it doesn't get overshadowed by both, uh, you know, with the Aquaman and also, mm. I mean, it is such a busy month in December, yeah, but also, this, you know, this year. now they're saying they're going to release a PG-13 Deadpool 2 or Deadpool or whatever. And I just hope that those other superhero entities won't draw people's attention away from this because i just oh my gosh i love it and i think that i i have full confidence in peter ramsey director his i love his rise of the guardians i think it is super underrated and he's just a tremendous talent and i'm really i i just i'm so excited i haven't been this hyped for a superhero movie for a long time and it's just really cool because sony animation you know it's just had this rough streak and for them to come out with something Mm -hmm. that is everybody is 
is is pumped for excited for it's like yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah sony animation just they seem to be all over the place but i feel like if they can get their act together and make more things like this and less yeah. things like the emoji movie yeah. they could they could be up there with disney as, as far as how good their movies are yeah yeah i mean i don't that up there with disney is is, is maybe <laughs> i don't know about I'm, that but... i'm talking about if they change their ways and yeah, yeah, yeah. move more towards spider-man <laughs> and way away from emoji movie yeah, <laughs> they have potential <laughs> definitely not disney level right now <laughs> let's aim for like blue sky levels let's get okay let's get there. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> Um, no, I, I'm just so pumped. It's my most anticipated movie of the rest of the year. It's, uh, it's, it's I'm just, I'm thrilled for it on so many potentials. So mm-hmm. we'll just see. It was a great trailer and a great sneak peek. So if you got to see it, let us know what you think. If you got to see either of them, are you pumped? Are you excited? And uh, so there you go. That's the news. Okay. Pretty fun. Yeah. So let us know what you think of all these various items that we talked about, uh, what animated films you have seen. Uh, let us know in the comment section or on Twitter. We'd love to hear. And thanks so much, Jonathan, for coming on and talking about this with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was fun. I love doing yeah, this. It's really fun. So where can people find you? Um, I'm all over social media at John J North and you can find my, youtube channel if you search for iheart animation yeah and you can find me at rachel's reviews itunes and youtube Make sure to check that out put in your reviews on itunes really appreciate it thumbs up on youtube if you watch there uh, or listen there we really appreciate it and uh thanks again and we will uh we will uh we'll talk again in a couple weeks okay we'll see you then okay. bye <laughs>